Before we get into today's show, I have a special announcement. We here at Uplifting Impact are going to be hosting an online virtual summit on how to be an ally from August 14th through the 16th. Join us for thought-provoking, interactive, action-oriented content that will prepare you to be the ally we need. Tickets start at just $97, and there are also sponsorship opportunities available. Go to upliftingimpact.com to get more information. Hello and welcome to Uplifting Impact. It is so awesome to be here with all of you today. I'm super excited because I have my friend Gladys Manzanat here with us. And Gladys is going to be talking to us all about what it feels like to have diversity, equity, and inclusion really help move your ideas around sales and really help your thinking around how you can bring this into the marketing spaces of your business. And so Gladys has, and she comes to us with just a wealth of experience. Not only is she an amazing community leader, somebody who is constantly pouring her heart out into the community to make us all better people and to make the organizations that she works with better, but she also is at Northwestern Mutual. And at Northwestern Mutual, what her focus is on is trying to create more inclusive and diverse and equitable environments. She really works on coaching and consulting and supporting field leaderships for Northwestern Mutual in their diversity and inclusion efforts. She also helps to develop and execute the field strategy that continues to position the organization as exclusive distribution system. So really, really with this focus on, in particular, women, on particular underrepresented communities, and she also does just an amazing, amazing job of making sure that the Hispanic voice is in all of the things that she does and all the work that she is involved with. Gladys, it's awesome to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have got a chance, uh, obviously we've gotten chances, many chances to talk about some of the work that you do and how you do it and why you do it. But maybe you could just explain to the, to the people who are listening, like what moves you? Why, why are you doing this work? Why did you decide to direct all your amazing talents into this space? I think so, you know, you had referenced some of the volunteer work that I've been doing. I think as long as I've been alive, right? Um, I've always <laughs> had like this calling that I need to be helping my people somehow. And I think, you know, my people started to grow into this huge, I think, um, pool of like everyone that really needed to, to be helped. And I think part of that was also like this idea of like what marginalized communities, who do we need to help? How can we uplift them? And so that work, I think, just kind of spilled over into... I think my marketing uh, savvy and how can I use this professional experience to work for my community? And and I think that's what's kind of led me to where I am now. That is awesome. You know what it sounds like? I mean, I don't want to put a plug in here, but it sounds like purposeful hustle. You that's found right. something that you were super passionate about, something that you cared about, and then you directed your work towards it, which is pretty awesome. This is why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So can you just explain to me, because I, you know, I just shared kind of broadly what you do and, and how you focus. Could you help us understand like what that looks like? What what do you do in your normal days? Sure, sure. So so in at Northwestern Mutual, we've got kind of like the home office. So this is like the big building downtown, you know, that that crew. We've got a DNI team that really works with our employees there at the home office. And then my team, we're field diversity and inclusion. And what my team does is we've got a team of seven that really kind of focuses our efforts on the 76 network offices across the country. So we work with their leadership at each one of those network offices to help create more inclusive communities. 
within their network offices. So it's about building up leaders, sharing with leaders why it's important to, you know, have diversity inclusion within their goals, helping them understand the value of really uplifting and really coaching their diversity leadership, their women. And I think that has already kind of translated into some really big gains for us. And, um, and that's really what I help do. That's awesome. And you, and in your field, just so like our listeners can get an idea, because people mm-hmm. are listening from all over the world yeah. is, is yeah. what we've been told by our, by our data. So, <laughs> so tell me like, what, what does your field consist of? And like, where, where are these spaces that you're doing? This yeah. Work? So, um, so across the country in every one of the 50 states, uh, we okay. have um, advisors that, so our work, Northwestern Mutual is a, basically a financial services company. We focus on life insurance and how it can be the, the, the cornerstone of a financial plan to help build legacy for you and your family is really kind of the bottom line. What we, um, the field offices, they contain a managing partner, managing directors. Uh, we have uh, financial advisors and their staff. So okay. we could have an office as small as 25 people and as large as 150. And okay. so that's really, you know, where we kind of have like kind of like a description of what a network office looks like across the country. Fantastic. And so you have a number of those network offices yep. that you're, that you're yep. supporting and what does your support look like for them? So I, so I um, have direct hands into 16 network offices in the Whoa. central and southern region. <laughs> so, so I so am you're, like, you're constantly busy. Very busy, busy, especially, especially recently, right? So very, very busy, just kind of helping to coach. Um, I work with, you know, we've got principals that are kind of like, I would say assigned to those network offices and I work okay. kind of in tandem with them. So we've got like performance teams that work with them on everything from like finances and what they can do. And then I'm kind of like the leadership component and I kind of help them with their leadership from the diversity and inclusion perspective. And then that kind of looks like being able to kind of help coach them through all kinds of different types of DNI training, right? So just okay. kind of anything like unconscious bias can be a start. Digging into, you know, allied work, digging into how you can kind of help develop um, and understand the nuances in your diverse advisors, you know, what motivates women versus motivates white men, um, how you can really build up your cadre of, um, you know, developmental skills and being able to kind of coach people the right way that, sure. in ways that motivate them. So that's kind of how I help. Um, in, in a small way, right? There, there are a myriad of things that I can do in each one of these 16 network offices because they're all <laughs> like mini offices with all their own cultures and sure. different types of different makeups. And so, you know, each of their challenges are always different, but all of them have a collective purpose in being able to, to do better, um, not only by their communities, but also the people that they're, they're that they serve. I think that's one of the things I've always been just really impressed with when I think about Northwestern Mutual is that the organization really understands from my perspective, because I've gotten to work with different, you know, departments, different ERGs, different, you know, levels of leadership, and everybody seems to have an understanding that diversity is a critical component Mm -hmm. and a critical part of how you want to do business. Not only does it fit your mission and the vision of the organization, but it also fits the practices, right? And the business outcomes that you're looking for. So, can you help me understand, like, from a marketing perspective, could you give us like a, maybe an example, like a, a actual story of a place mm-hmm. where you had to do some coaching, where you think it made a, a difference in the way that somebody was doing their job or how they were showing up in the marketplace? Exactly. So we, I told you a little bit more about like, so I have some offices in the Southern region, right? So how I would coach somebody in say South Florida, like Miami could be totally different than like Iowa, right? And okay. so we had um, one of our managing directors, he was, you know, kind enough 
and, and he really was super excited about um, a talent, um, a young man that he was able to recruit into the business. And he was a financial advisor, just really sharp, able to really kind of very people person. And um, what he started to find was he was coaching him the way he coached all his other advisors. And he was just not getting the types of results that he typically gets. And he's, you know, kind of a little frustrated. And so he calls me up. He's like, listen, I have no idea like what motivates this kid. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out you know, he's sharp. I know it's not that he doesn't understand what he's doing. So I, can you help me understand? And so I kind of just basically broke him down like, okay, so, you know, who, who is he meeting with? How is he, you know, what are you starting to see? And so he started like, well, you know, um, so essentially he was meeting with Hispanic families. And what he started to say was he started to complain about um, how long these meetings were taking, like typically, I mean, it would be in 245 and in, in 45 minutes in an hour, and it would yeah. take close to two hours. And he was like, this kid is like talking to these people. And it's not just one meeting, it's multiple meetings. And so I started to kind of basically break it down. Like, listen, there's some cultural nuances that you have to understand in the Hispanic market or in Hispanic segment, in Hispanic families, you don't have conversations about money. It's like, it's a taboo. Or if you're having conversations about money, it's because something went wrong. And so it's a cautionary right. tale about what not to do. And so <laughs> I was explaining to him in that first meeting, what he's probably right. doing is explaining like what these products are and then convincing them that they're for real. Right. And so, you know, what is it? What is life insurance? What is a financial plan? How does a financial plan kind of help, you know, position my family and, you know, in next generation, you know, for for, you know, great, you know, um, either collective wealth or just being able to kind of build wealth, helping them understand how money works, how you can make your money work for you. And, you know, he's probably having these conversations to the point where these people are probably like, I didn't even know that could happen. Right. So they're probably asking more questions and more questions. Then you have to convince other people because generally sometimes it's not just that one person, especially if it's a young person, like he probably needs buy-in from his family. Um, He probably wants to kind of bring in and make sure that this is the right decision for him. And so, you're usually probably having meetings with people at their homes, right? And probably now, like, they're probably like mega Zoom calls, right? Yes. And help people understand. Sure. So I started to explain this to him and all of a sudden the, the light bulb started to go off. He was like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. And so then he started to, to feel bad. Like, what, you know, this young man, if he's, he's not able to have, you know, close a, like a certain amount of business by the end of the month, like he may not be successful and I worry about him. And then I tried to explain to him, listen, It'll take a little bit of time on the on the front end, but this is okay. what this kid will do. This kid will share what happens. This family will be so indebted to him for helping him on helping them mm-hmm. understand what this business is, how it could help them, how they can set up their family for the future. That this person's going to tell everybody that he knows. He's going to tell his siblings. He's going to tell his cousins. He's going to tell his not his parents, everybody, everybody. His colleagues, because he's going to be like this is. I can't believe that this is real and everybody needs to know this because I didn't know this. And so what you're going to happen is, is although it's going to be a longer, what they call sales cycle, the exponential growth of that particular um, young man's business is going to be, you know, usually be patient. And so, um, and also too. And that's so interesting too, right? Because like a lot of times in business, we have different protocols or different Mm -hmm. systems that are set up for one particular customer. And then we say, you know, to people like go and let's try, you know, other different customer segments but we don't change any of our systems or our mm-hmm. process or expectations or, you know, kind of any of those components that really are critical in, in exactly. the sales, in the sales cycle and, and, and what happens. And so it's fascinating because we talk a lot here about like, what are some of the operations in the systems that you might be blind to, mm-hmm. you know, that might just be like, Oh, we've just kind of always done that, that haven't had any review or haven't mm-hmm. had anybody look at it 
in a different light with a different perspective on it, right? So it's different than I'm trying to make a sale and I'm talking to just one person or educating one person to I'm trying to educate five people, right? It might take longer, but I'm actually Mm -hmm. from from a cost per person, cost per meeting kind of thing, right? Like, or time per meeting, it's actually less because I'm engaging with more people in, in that time frame, right? And so it's just interesting, right? Because there's these nuances in every single part of our business practices that we are perpetuating without exactly. having these lenses. Okay, mm-hmm. so tell us what happened. So, so what happened? Did- so, so, yeah, so, so one of the things is, so I, one, I commended him because, so he, he found this, he, this, this young man, his name was Rafael, he had such promise. So for me, I just commended the leader and said, listen, you understood that something needed to be different. You understood that it wasn't him, right? Because mm-hmm. some people in other, you know, any other offices may dismiss this young man as not being built for this business, right? Yeah. Um, so for him, I just commended him on like, I'm, I'm so happy that you see the promise and then you stuck with him. Not only that, but also too, so being able to kind of give him that that type of coaching and, and just kind of that, that, that grace, if you will, right? He also learned how to motivate him, right? Because they used to have like these Monday morning meetings, um, you know, to kind of talk about like their production, what they were doing. And, you know, this young man kept coming in. And because of his, his segment, right, it's it's a little different. And so what we started to learn was that that shaming meeting that they typically have wasn't working for him. So instead, mm-hmm. he was helping to build up his confidence because this young kid is up against other people working in a different market. And what he needed to know was that his leader believed in him, that his leader understood a little bit more about his market. His leader was with him along the way. Now, and then at the end of the, I would say at the end of the month, the kid ended up closing a lot more business than the two top um, leaders in the office um, wow. with the same length of service. So I think that I think is just kind of like, is a, is a great like story in that if you stick with someone and you understand and you let them know that they're supported and that you've got their back essentially, mm-hmm you know, right. there's no limit to what this person can achieve. And, you know, in the kind of business that we're in, right, like the sky's the limit for that kind of thing. And so right. all you need to do is let them see the potential and they will make it happen. They'll find a way. That's so awesome. I, I mean, and, and I, I commend that leader too, right? Because mm-hmm. how many people would say like, hey, I, I'm trying to reflect on my own practices and I know I might have a blind spot. I'm not exactly sure what the blind spot is. That's why it's a blind spot. But I have a feeling here, right? Mm -hmm. This is a hardworking person. This is somebody who I care about. This is somebody I want to invest in. And Mm -hmm. so instead of just assuming that there's something wrong with this individual, I have enough humility Mm -hmm. to be able to say, maybe there's something wrong with the way I'm doing business, right? Maybe my course of action Mm -hmm. is not great. Let me call somebody brilliant like Gladys. (laughs) See what Gladys has to say about this. You and know? I think that's another thing too. Is I think you know that's what's so great about the work too, because we, we're now we're starting to recognize that there are systems in place that are not built for everyone. Yeah, and I think you know, and you know, the as long as you can have someone to ask those hard questions, right? I think that's that's the thing. Are you asking yeah. the right questions? And right. I think that's also the the kind of things like us as leaders that we need to make sure that we're asking the right questions if we're being able to kind of tap in like is there something else because clearly this person had enough foresight to say it's definitely not him right Mm -hmm. what what else could it be and i think now we're starting to see you know we're putting together like market insights and things to be able to help them give them the data like let me tell you you know everything you need to know about this market so you can understand that you know the growth is there the the buying power is there everything is there you just need to be able to tap into it but you have to tap into it the right way 
And what you used to do before, it's probably not going to work for this particular market. That's right. That's right. So, okay. So maybe there's a leader who's listening to this, who's thinking, wow, I might be doing some things that are keeping me away from a segment of the market that I would really like to explore more, engage more, or maybe I'm mentoring somebody or I have somebody in my team who's not, who I know has potential, but is not meeting the potential. And Mm -hmm. maybe I need to reevaluate the way that I'm, you know, just kind of Mm -hmm. uh, systems I have in place or maybe how I'm even evaluating them. But I don't have a Gladys. I I don't have a Gladys (laughs) that I can call, right? Right. What would be some questions that you would tell somebody who's in that position? Either I want to go into this new market or I want to make sure that I'm being a better, stronger mentor for this individual. What advice, what like advice would you give them? So what I would say is there's a couple things that I would do. I would definitely say you may not have a Gladys, but you have Google. And, <laughs> right? Say it again. Gladys, right. Say it one more time. One more time. You may not have Gladys, but you have Google. Everybody <laughs> has access to Google. And so my thing is like, listen, if there's there's so much information right now and so much data out there about not only um you know the the compelling reasons why you should go for this market, but also too like some nuances that you might find out, like all of that is available out there. Also, too, being able to kind of just tap into and ask the right questions of the person that you want to help, right? You might be able to say, like, what are what are some of the challenges you're facing? What are some of the things that we do that you're having trouble with? Because sometimes what happens is if, if there's language that we give them or if there's something that's, you know, part of the business, they almost innately know that something's wrong with it, but they will listen to you because they trust you. If you can ask them, like, listen, is there anything that's wrong with what with what we do that doesn't necessarily work for you? work for you? How can, how can we adjust some things to make it more palatable or make it more effective for what mm-hmm. it is that you're trying to achieve? And typically, if someone's in this business a little bit uh, long enough, they start to see what doesn't work for them. And yeah. you know, all you need to give them, empower them to let them, let them come to you and let you know what it is that they might need. And I think that's the the real, like being able to kind of empower people to let them know. Because sometimes we don't know what it is that we need. We don't know what kind of coaching we need. We don't right. know... Um, you know, why we just we just always have a sense that something is not right, and we just need to be able to trust that and have somebody kind of coach us through and help us talk through what it is that we need in order to better serve just the, the kind of purpose for the for the organization as a whole, but also to help someone learn and be a better leader and be a better producer, be a better advisor, whatever it is that it is. So Gladys, um, I want to make sure that. Uh, we in the last like little yep. minute that we have here, I want to make yeah. sure uh, that if anybody here is listening and they want to stay connected to you and they want to read the beautiful things that you write about and the information mm-hmm. that you share, because you're better than Google. I'm going to just mm-hmm. put it out there. Okay. Your information is better than Google. <laughs> <laughs> so if they want to find you. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the best way to kind of engage. I you can, I, there are people who ask me questions all the time and I'm able to answer those questions via LinkedIn messenger or uh, the, the basically the direct messaging service. So I'm um, always helpful there. And that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Like from wherever you are in the corner of the world, you know, that's where I am. Fantastic. Okay. So we'll make sure that we put a link to your LinkedIn yep. profile in the notes below. And we'll make sure that, uh, you know, if people want to be able to connect with you, that they can do so. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us here today. So glad to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.
Absolutely. And to all of you who are listening or watching, just want to say thank you again, too, for participating. It's been so fun to listen to people who have come back and listeners who've come back and said, this is how I'm using the things that I've heard in the Uplifting Impact podcast. Mm -hmm. That's when we feel good. That's when we feel like we've, you know, that's the metric that we're looking at because we want to make sure that you're able to use this content to really help grow your leadership and help strengthen your leadership because we believe here at Uplifting Impact, that if you are living in this space, if you are really putting diversity, equity, and inclusion at the forefront of your marketing, at the forefront of your sales cycle, at the forefront of the way that you mentor people, the forefront of just how you're doing business in general, we can make a difference in this world. So tell your friends to join us here at Uplifting Impact. And thank you so much for your time. Can't wait to be with you again in our next episode. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.